This is KMTT, Kimi Tzion Tetzei Torah. And today is Monday, and today we have the third um, installment of the series on the structure of Tefillah. This is Ezra Beck. And today we're going to discuss that section in the Sidur after Birkot HaShacha, which begins with the words, Le'olam Yehei Adam Yerei Shamayim Beseta. Uh, word of introduction in general there's an entire section in the Siddha which we usually call by the generic name Korbanot even though it contains other things as well today we're not going to talk about Korbanot but the, somehow I think in usual uh, parlance they're called Korbanot and one of the distinguishing figures of Korbanot is that they're skipped this is a, a recent development I think uh, I believe it was first of all started in Shivat. And it uh, has somehow spread in many, many shuls. The people begin davening, uh, they, maybe they say Bekot HaShachar on their own, they begin davening from Baruch uh, Shamar or Nusuch from Hodu. And it is true that this section and none of the parts of it are mentioned in the Gemara as being obligatory, as being part of the daily service. Nonetheless, it's all found, or almost all of it, is found in the Sidre HaGaonim, mentioned Lahalacha in the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch and according to different parts for different reasons are considered to be uh, obligatory by different Rishonim. It really does amaze me that it's totally ignored in so many circles in uh, in modern in modern Jewry. That that that's like a word of introduction. We're going to visit at least two parts of uh, of those sections, not all of them, uh, to explain why they're there and what their purpose is. And as a, uh, a side goal of what I'm doing is I would like to encourage people to uh, make sure that they actually do say these sections as there was Ben Yisrael for a minimum of 1,200 years going back to the Sidurei HaGaonim. It's a lot of time, 1,200 years and presumably even longer since the Sidurei HaGaonim are considered to reflect the Tefillah of Bavel which could very well go back to Chazal. But our section today the Nisidur is written, Le'olam yehei adam yirei shamayim b'seita u'begalui u'modeh al ha'emet v'dover emet b'davavo v'yashkem v'yomar and then the Tvila begins, Ribon, Kol Olamim leads up to the saying of Shema, at least the first passage of Shema, Ashreinu, Matavchakeinu, Manayim Goradeinu, Mayafi Yerushatainu, Ashreinu, Shanachnu, Mashkimim and it ends with a bracha. It's written as a regular bracha. Baruch Ata Hashem Mekadesh Shmo Barabim. What is this about? What is, in other words, what is going on here? What is the ofi? What is the nature of this tefillah? Okay, the the origin of the tefillah, as I mentioned, not found in the Gemara, but it's found in a book called. Which is a midrash, a late midrash, which purports to be the words of the teaching of Eliyahu Hanavi, and therefore was held in very high regard by different uh, Rishonim and Poskim. Uh, and therefore, as I uh, hinted at a few minutes ago, um, since in the Tanvayal it says, Laolam Yehei Adam. A person should every day say these words. They took the source as itself a rabbinic source, as a tamiruk source. 
and consider it to be obligatory. Uh, it might not be true. No, it's a medrash. A lot of ideas found in medrashim. But uh, there are definitely poskim who thought this was obligatory because it's a statement of what they thought was chazal. Medrash chazal that said you should say these words. The medrash is found on the pasuk from Eicha. Ha'atufim b'ra'av b'rosh kol chutzot. In other words, the pasuk is describing a state of, of destruction of the Jews who are wrapped in hunger in, in, in public. And the Tanad Vedayahu explains, Ein ra'av Torah. That the pasuk is not really describing the physical destruction and hunger and starvation of the Jews at the time of the destruction of the temple, but is describing a period where the Jews are re'evimi divrei Torah. Where there is a hunger, a famine, a lack, an absence of Torah. And then the Midrash continues, And on that generation, a generation where there is a famine of divrei Torah, is written, adam a man should always fear heaven in secret. The word Ubegalui does not appear in the times of the hour or in any of the old Sigdurim. It was a addition that was made in later Sigdurim and in even more minds that has been taken out again, which we'll explain in a few minutes why. He should confess to the truth. He should speak the truth in his heart. He should arise, he should say. Then comes the rest of the tefillah. Now, the truth is, if you read this, it would make sense that we should actually, in the Siddur, we should begin with the words, the opening statement, is the Tanah Develiyah saying, you should say the following, the following being, and then there are posts who really thought that, that, that the Siddur should begin, there should be a section still beginning with these words, Ribon kol almim lo atzitkotei nachlo pim tachnino apanecha, kea lecha mecha arabim, etc., etc., etc. But in the Sidurim, in the Machzavitri, in the Sidurashi, the words, uh, I'm sorry, in the Machzavitri, that's how it begins, Ribon kol almim. But in the Rambam, and the Sidur of Amramgon, and, and in all the Sidurim that exist today, the section begins with the words, Lolam yehei adam yirei shamayim. And one of the things we want to understand is, what's the purpose of the introduction? After we understand what the tefillah is all about, what is the introduction all about? Okay, that is one source for the tefillah, the Tanah Devei Eliyahu. Just trying to understand it more or less, it says there's a time when Jews do not learn enough Torah. There is a famine of Torah, a dearth of Torah. And about that generation, it was said that a person, I think, nonetheless, the word a man and the word nonetheless, has to have the fear of heaven in his heart, and even though he doesn't learn Torah, but he should be modeh al ha'emet. He should still worship God. There's another source, the Raviyah, Siman Kufmer Vav, he quotes this tefillah from the Yerushalmi. It's not found in our Yerushalmi, but um, he quotes a Yerushalmi which is found in Yerushalmi, and this is the continuation of it. Yerushalmi in Perik Tet of Besechet Berachot, Halacha Bet, and this is found in our Yerushalmi, Says, When God sees the theaters and the circuses, in other words, the, the, the good times of the non-Jews, 
the Umot Olam are sitting in peace and, and therefore they're celebrating. And Chazal have a negative opinion towards theaters and circuses. Like the Roman kind of circus. Um, drunken revelry. And Yoshvot Betach B'Sha'anan B'Shalva. These theaters and circuses sit, the people in them sit, assured in peace and in prosperity. Uveit Mikdashu But his Veit Mikdash is destroyed in a state of destruction. Apilon Olamo Lahachrivo. Which means God threatens or God has a has a thought he should destroy the world. That the world looks the way it looks. That revelry and frivolousness is is dominant and secure. And Beta Mikdash, the holy temple is destroyed, is a reason to destroy the world. The Raviyah then quotes the following continuation, not found in Ayushami. What happens? There are buildings. Not the Beit HaMikdash, but there are other buildings. When the Jews every evening and morning, every morning and evening, enter Batei Chneset and Batei Medrash, and they accept the, the oneness of God. They fulfill the mitzvah of the unification of God's name. The angels congregate when they hear the Jews saying, Shema Yisrael, and they say to him, they say the bracha, the end of our tefillah. He starts from the end. The part that comes after the words Shema Yisrael in the Sidon. You are he who was before the world was created and you are he who was after the world was created. You are in this world and you are in the next world. You are the one sole existing thing of eternity. Sanctify your name on, through, through I think is a better translation. Sanctify your name through those who sanctify your name. In other words, the Jews sanctify God's name when they say Shema Yisrael. So God, sanctify your own name through the instrumentation of the Jewish people. Baruch atah Hashem mekadesh et shimcha barabim. Blessed are you God who sanctifies your own name barabim. In the multitudes. Miyad no God is comforted. And his anger, when he said he wanted to destroy the world, ceases and desists. The Tilot Israel is Yoshev. What does mean Yoshev Tilot Israel? God who sits in the praises of Israel. Miyashev. God is settled. His his anger is settled because of Tidot Yisrael. Okay, the, 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 the Ravya's explanation, the Ravya's source, provides a very interesting and special view of this Beracha. The Beracha was recited, is recited by the angels as a reaction to the saying of Kriyat Shema by the Jews. Specifically, Shem Miyachdim Shemo. What does it mean to say Kriyat Shema? The fact that the Jewish people testifies, accepts and declares the unity, the oneness of God, especially in view of the Chilul Hashem, 
of the opposite. You have to read the Rav Ria, read the Yushami in context. First, God looks at the world and sees the 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 moral dissolution of the world, the decadence of the world. How His name that's Chidur Hashem. There is no one declaring God's name. Beit Hamikdash, which was the the mountain, the the monument to God's kingship, to God's oneness, to God's unity, is destroyed. And what do you have instead of that? Theaters, circuses. That's the Chil Hashem. And then, the Jewish people come and they say, Shema Hashem Elkein Hashem Echad, that, that brings, that causes a bracha by the angels who say, Baruch HaMekadesh Shmo Barabi. In other words, the, the background to this bracha is that Kriyat Shema, saying Shema Yisrael by the Jews, is the tikkun, is the is the correction, is the counterbalance to the terrible chilul Hashem of Galut Hashchina, Chuban Beit Hamikdash, and that tikkun, that kiddush Hashem, is a bracha, is expressed in a bracha of the angels, and we make the same bracha. Kadesh et Shemcha al Shemecha. The Jews are sanctifying your name. Accept that sanctification. Sanctify your own name through their instrumentation. Baruch HaMakadesh Et Shemcha Barabim. This means that the bracha is a a a berkat It's a berkat of praise because of a certain event. What's the event? The sanctification of God's name by the Jewish people. And that's explicitly stated in the very last line of the bracha. Kadesh Et Shemcha. Al Makdishei Shemecha. Makdishei Shemecha is you and I. Makdishei Shemecha the Jewish people. God, sanctify your name through Makdishei, Makdishei Shemecha. Because the Jewish people turn Chilil Hashem into Kiddush Hashem. There's a discussion in the Palskim as to when exactly you can say this Pacha. In the city of appears uh, very, very early, beginning, beginning of Tefillah. The Pitchei Tshuva in Yehudaya says you should not you can't say this bracha after Zman Kriyat Shema, since it's connected to Kriyat Shema. When the Jews say Kriyat Shema, that causes the Kiddush Hashem, which elicits this bracha, so you have to say it in the time of Kriyat Shema. And there was a, there was a, uh, oral report that the Chafetz Chaim wouldn't say it after Kriyat Shema. Even if there's still time, it was still Zman Kriyat Shema, it was still early in the morning, but if he already finished saying Kriyat Shema, then he wouldn't say it anymore. Um, Interestingly enough, there is a well-known and, and ancient practice that's almost the opposite. From the time of the Rishonim, it's the same name of, of, of Rabbi Yudah Hasid, there was a suggestion made that, you know, sometimes you get to daven, it's very late, and it's almost the end of the time in which you can daven, or you can say Kriyat Shema. So Rabbi Yudah Hasid suggested if you're afraid that by the time you daven B'tzibu, you have to say Psukei uh, Zimra uh, and, 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 and Baruch, etc. Until you get to Kriyat Shema, you'll miss this man. So he said, okay, so... Have kavana to be yotzei shema now in the bracha we're reading where it says v'amuim shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad and therefore he said you should say baruch shem for machuto as well which didn't appear in the original sidurim appears in our sidurim they added baruch shem for machuto and the mashal said well look midiraita according to many poskim you should you only yotzei kriyat shema if you say vahafta as well and therefore they added vahafta so in all sidurim today it says v'amuim shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad baruch shem for machuto lanavayed vahafta 
that's all uh, um, uh, additions that were made to accommodate Rabbi Yudha Achasid, who said, well, maybe we should have Kavanah to be Yotzeh in case we're getting close to the time. Um, this, um, the Gvar, on the other hand, was very much opposed to that Minhag. He thought that Kriyat Shema has to be said with Bagachot, and if you Yotzeh now, in the Kobanus section, then you Yotzeh Kriyat Shema. And you won't be able to say the Bachot later on, or you'll want up a real, a full, a full Kiyum of Kriyat Shema, because you're not saying Kriyat Shema in the proper manner. So according to the Gva, you see that, although we say the word Shema Yisrael, he was insistent that this is not the saying of Kriyat Shema. Kriyat Shema will be said later on. We're simply saying, the Jews say Kriyat Shema, the Jews say the word Shema Yisrael, wow, remembering that fact causes us to make the Bachah. And that, I think, is really the point that the Rav is making. This is not a bracha on Kriyachma. The bracha on Kriyachma are later on, the bracha Yotzer, we'll get to them in a couple of weeks. Kriyachma is later on, and therefore they have bracha on Kriyachma. This is not a bracha on Kriyachma, it's a bracha on Kiddush Hashem. When we enter Shur, Shabayim the Batei Chnesiyot, Ubatei Medrashot, that's why I think it's the very beginning of davening, when we get together, and we're there in order to say Kriyachma. That's a fact. You don't have to say Kriyachma. But when the Jews congregate, the, the important point in the Yerushalmi that Rabbi stated was in buildings. It didn't compare, people compared buildings. On the one hand, God sees the destroyed Beit HaMikdash, and on two, He sees the theaters. I, I added when I read it, the people there who are sitting in peace. But the truth is, the Lashon of Yerushalmi was, the theaters are peaceful. In other words, they're, they're constructed well. They're not destroyed. It was a combination of buildings. And therefore, the important point here was the shul, really. When the Jews congregate in the shul, and they're going to say Kriyat Shema, we know Shanachnu Mashkimim Omrim Bechol Yom Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad immediately we make a bracha not on the Kriyat Shema but on the Yichud Hashem that takes place the Kiddush Hashem that takes place when the Jews get together in order to say Kriyat Shema. It could be that it should be somehow connected to Kriyat Shema a little bit right before or right afterwards in other words, since Kriyat Shema really is the, 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 the crux of the matter here, the fact that Jews say Shema Yisrael, that's what is the amazing Kiddush Hashem. So there's some connection. And that's why the, at least the one Pasuk of Kriyat Shema is here. We should at least mention it. And perhaps the Chafetz Chaim is also right that uh, you can't say later in the day. There's no connection because all brachot have to be somehow connected to, to, to some content. You make a bracha when you hear lightning only if you see lightning, I'm sorry. When you see lightning, you make a bracha. You make it right away. You don't say today, gee, I know there's lightning in the world, I'm going to make a bracha. So there, there probably is some connection to Kriyat Shema, but again, the point, the point is, it's not a bracha on Kriyat Shema. It's not like a bracha, you make a, a, a shahakal on milk, or the kata mitzvah on doing a mitzvah. It's not a bracha on Kriyat Shema, it's a bracha on Yichud Hashem. On the fact that God, the Jewish people, in their very existence, are miyachadim shmo, every day. Or even closer to what the bracha says. It's a bracha on Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem through the saying of Kriyat The thing which requires us to make this bracha is Kiddush Hashem Berabim. That's what comes out in the picture as described in the Ravya. And if that's correct, I'm going to immediately interject something. If that's correct, 
it's an amazing bracha. There's a bracha which has come down to us, which we say over or through the fact that we recognize that we are the the sole remainder of Shmo Ba'olam. Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush, the name, translation of God's name in the world, there is no physical monument to it, no building, because the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed. Does that mean that God's presence, God's name, doesn't exist in the world? No. It's found in the Jews who make the Bacha, the Jews who say Kriyashma, the Jews who make Shemaim. And that, that elicits a Bacha. That elicits, that, that's the praise of God. And truthfully, the, the source, it's a Bachav Malachim. There aren't a lot of Bachav the Malachim make. It's a Bachav Malachim, which we also say. Slightly different picture, a different source. Shibodi Aleket. Shibodi Aleket indeed doesn't quote Yushami, he quotes the Tanah de But then he adds the following. He says, Rashi didn't like the opening. As I point out in Siddur Rashi, it begins with Olam Yehei Adam, doesn't have, it begins with Ribon Sholem, doesn't have Olam Yehei Adam. He says, why didn't Rashi say it? He didn't like the phrase Olam Yehei Adam Yerei Shemayim Beseta. A man should always fear heaven in private. What do you mean in private? And, and in public you don't. So Rashi didn't like that line. Why do you say, Bechi Beseta Yehei Adam Yerei Shemayim Velo Begalui? Does a person only have fear of heaven in private but not in public? So therefore Rashi began from the line Ribon Kola Olami. And then the Shibar Lekit quotes, Rabbi Binyamin, Achi, he quotes an answer from his brother, Rabbi Binyamin. He said, no, we should say Beseta. Why? Because, as the Tanavari said, it was Bador Hahu. It was for a particular generation, the one that was called Atufim Bera'av, who had famine of Torah. He says, it's a Dorosh Hashemad. Why was the famine of Torah? They were just a Maratzim? No, it's talking about when there was persecution. And the persecution said that they were not allowed to come to shul to read Kriyachma. Basically, Judaism was outlawed. And this opening says, Even when the, the persecutors, the idolaters, the Umota Olam, basically forbid the practice of Judaism. And God is really wiped out. God's presence seems to be wiped out from the world. Not just a building. But you, you cannot find a public Jew. As lolam yehei adam it's possible and necessary and obligatory to maintain the spark of God's name, Beseta. That's why they wrote Beseta. Lolam means even if you are Dorosh Hashmad, even if you are generation of persecution, lolam yehei adam Beseta, make sure the fact that there's no public Judaism doesn't mean that we can't still have Kiddush Hashem. Don't be too despondent. Don't give up. But in private, like Muranos, behind locked doors, or in your heart, Yerei Shemayim Beseitel, and he confesses in his heart to the truth, He speaks softly to his heart only, but the truth the word emet here appears twice. The truth will still exist if somebody attests to it, even if he attests to it, not in public, and therefore risks his life, but in private. So the Tanah of Eliyahu, he says, Abba Eliyahu, our father Eliyahu, 
enjoined upon us to accept the oak of the heavenly kingdom in private. And that's why he says, the continuation of the Baruch is about Kiddush Hashem, Baruch Mekadesh Mo Barabim. Why do you say Baruch Mekadesh Mo Barabim? Blessed are you who sanctifies your name or his name in public because he says, we don't do it in public. We can't because we're not allowed. Because it's persecution. We only do it in private. Besetem. Baruch Atah Shemekadesh Shmo Barabim. In other words, it's a kind of a tefillah. So according to the Shibali Aleket, the Bracha is really made about Kriyat Shema. They were not allowed to say Kriyat Shema in public, so Eliyahu said to them, say it in private. You're not going to say it in Yotzrot, because that's public tefillah, but before you begin public tefillah, we're now in a section, we haven't gotten to public tefillah yet. You can go say all these tefillot at home. You should say them at home, perhaps. So every Jew should say quietly to himself, Shema, because the truth needs to be said. We continue saying that in our Sidurim, to remember the time when there was no public Kriyachma, no public Judaism, but Judaism existed in the silent saying of Shema Yisrael. So this is, a, it's a different kind of Kiddush Hashem. It's the Kiddush Hashem of the perseverance to maintain undercover the teeny spark of the truth even when the world appears to be in total darkness. There's a difference in the meaning of the Brachot between the two Dayot. According to the Ravya, um, it's a Bracha of praise. Jews come to Shul and the truth is in, in Nusach Sfad Nusach of Sfaradim, uh, in the bracha, in the early part, in the Bible Shalom, it says, "Ashreinu matochakenu shanachnu ba'im lebatech nesiyotu batei medrashot." Exactly like what the Rav Yaakov quoted from the Yerushalmi. The bracha is a response, bekat shevach, bracha of praise to the fact that we have shuls and Jews get together and they declare God's name. According to the Shabbat Yalekid, it's more of a petition. Oh, we don't have shuls. Or maybe we don't have shuls. And maybe it's all relative, of course. So today we do have shuls. But frankly, the streets, the public domain, the public square, there's no God there. You don't really see God there. He's absent. There there are circuses and, and theaters. So relatively speaking, it's still somewhat true. But we pray to God and we say, listen, we are doing what we can do. We say our Kriyachma, Beseta, Balev, in the hearts, in secret, Yom, we pray to God, Kadesh, it's a request, Kadesh, sanctify your name, over and through, those who sanctify your name, blessed is he, you God, who can and will bless his name in public. Which explains the continuation. And after the Bracha, which normally you would think would be the end, end, Amen. But in the, in the Tanat Valiyahu appears another section which is found in Sidurim which consists of completely of a, a, uh, a prayer about Yomot HaMashiach about, uh, about Machut um, and apparently it's either it's not part of the Bracha it doesn't appear to be part of the Bracha technically but nonetheless is about 
מקדש את שמו ברבים, you do that in the future, בית המקדש מהר בימינו אמן, and that's why it continues. Now this idea of the Shibodi Aleket, that we sanctify God's name in secret, oi, halavai, we pray that it should be done in public, we just ask the question, what's the difference between sanctifying God's name in the privacy of my house or sanctifying God's name in public? What's wrong with Kabbalat Ol Machut Shemayim Beseita? What's wrong with saying Kriyat Shema privately? Now the fact is that Kriyat Shema is Tefillah B'Tzibur. We'll get to this, we'll get to Kriyat Shema. The Ramam points out that Tefillah B'Tzibur begins not at Shemon Esrei, but it begins with Bekot Kriyat Shema. It begins with Baruch But why? Why is Kriyat Shema said publicly? What's the idea of a public acceptance of the Kingdom of Heaven? The answer is simple. We're talking about kingship. Yichud Hashem. Kiddush Shem Shemayim is Kiddush Malchut Shemayim, God's kingship. A king who is only king in secret is not much of a king. Hidden kings is very weak. It's a very weak form of kingship. You can have a hidden truth. But if the truth consists of the fact that God is king of the world, and how do we know God is king of the world? Because if you pull the shutters, close the doors, and whisper, God is king. Well, so God is king. It's the truth. Hashem Melech. Atahu Mishen Nivra Olam. Atahu Lifnei Shen Nivra Olam. Atahu Mishen Nivra Olam. You are king. You exist. You are everything before there is a world. On the other hand, a world in which God is not found in the public areas is a world in which God's kingship is very pale and and deficient. And therefore, the bracha, according to Shibar Lakat, is, look, we will maintain the kingship of God. That's our role in this world. But, but the very fact that we believe in God's kingship, the very fact that we have that role of dovera met bilvavo, that you are the king, and we accept upon ourselves, not merely that you are king, but to maintain the job of proclaiming your kingship, and we do it to the best that we can, that itself leads us to immediately pray, but because we believe in God's kingship, we want there to be more. And therefore, it's two sides of the same equation. On the one hand, we are maintaining the kingship of God. The fact that we have the Mesigut Nefesh, the Kiddush Hashem, of in secret doing it, going back to the original story that the Shabbat tells, there's a time of persecution. So maybe we should just give it up. No, no, no. We will make sure that the kingship of God, Malchut will not be erased. How we make sure about it? In secret, little convocations, or by myself, in the, in the, in the attic of my house, with the shutters locked so that they don't catch me. That's an amazing Kiddush Hashem. That's the greatness of Dafka Beseta. That's what we say Beseta, and you don't have to add the word Begalui. The word Begalui was added to make it sound better. No, 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 no. Say it the way they said it. A person should make an effort. If he can't do it in public, but make sure that it doesn't get erased completely. And that's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. On the other hand, it's a Kiddush Hashem based on, based on deficiency. So, we finish off by saying, Kadesh Shimcha al Makdishei Shemenu. Our forefathers in times of persecutions kept up, persevered to maintain the continuity of Shem Shemayim Ba'olam, Beseter, in hiding, even though 
that's a terrible deficient form of Malchut, but it's still a great form of Malchut that shows that no matter what happens in the outside world, we nonetheless, no matter how negative the persecution and how powerful the persecution is, we will maintain the flame of Yichud Shem Shemayim. That perseverance will of course prove that this is true kingship and therefore in the end it will be public and total kingship. So there are two meanings to Kriyachma. Kriyachma is a mitzvah which is between me and God. That's regular Kriyachma. That's Kriyachma that comes later on. Every Jew is required every day to attest to the fact that God is his God and say That's important to you. It's like a declaration of, of allegiance. That's regular Kriyachma. But the fact that the Jews do that and the rest of the world doesn't do that, the fact that we do it together, we do it in private, we do it in public, that has another aspect. Kriyachma, aside from being my personal commitment to God, is also, it's God's presence. The Jews saying Kriyachma is Kiddush Shem Shemayim, is the presence of God in the world. Nothing else declares God's presence in the world other than our Kriyachma. That aspect of Kriyachma is what's being celebrated in Lolam Yehei Adam Yerei Shemayim. The fact that the Jew says Kriyachma is the seat of God in the world, better or worse, that deserves a bracha. So there's one set of Kriyachma with its brachot later on. That's Kriyachma with Yomaita. But once the Jews say Kriyachma, and given what happened in the world, that God's presence is not manifest in the world, then Kriyachma achieved another aspect. And for that aspect, there's a special bracha that said at this point in the in the tefillah. And now you really understand why we begin with Lolam Yehei Adam and not Beribon Kol Alamim. The importance of this tefillah, if it wasn't for the fact that it's Beseter, Ubil Vavo, it wasn't for the fact that the world is is deficient, it's, it, it lacks God's presence, visible means of God's presence, there will be no need for this bracha at all. The bracha isn't being said because we say Kriyachma, it's being said that because we say Kriyachma Beseta, we say Kriyachma when nothing else testifies to God's presence, we still testify to God's presence. That's why we say this bracha, Baruch HaMekadesh, Et Shmo, or Et Shimcha, Barabim. And that I think is why it is, in fact, a very, very important bracha to say because it's a bracha that a Jew says when he accepts upon himself and fulfills the role, not to be firm, not to be only he who serves God, he who does what he's told, he who fulfills God's commands, but he accepts upon himself the cosmic historical role of being the seat of God's presence, the basis of God's presence, the basis of God's presence in the world, a world which, were it not for the Jew, would would lack that presence and would be deserving of total destruction. And now, God's yeshev God's uh, God's feelings are assuaged, he feels better, because he realizes that yes, the world does still testify through the Jews to Kiddushmo, Yichutshmo, Umachut Shem Shemayim. That's all for today, and we will continue in another section from this 
all two neglected section, the section of Kobanot uh, proper, the saying of Kobanat Tamid, which will be the subject for next week's uh, Shiur. Till then, Kotov, KMTT.